Hey everybody, welcome back to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. Uh, we're about to get into our interview for today. As you'll hear at the very end, we, we had to reschedule a little bit. I know many people are expecting to hear uh, David Murray today, and he is actually going to be coming on in a couple of weeks. Uh, so Kurt Cooper actually stepped in very last minute. Uh, so just want to give him a shout out for helping us uh, get an episode out to you all uh, today. Uh, just a reminder to check out our student podcast. We've been encouraged by those utilizing it, students either listening to it or youth workers and parents listening alongside their students. So be sure to, to look for that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're continuing to have youth workers from across uh, the U.S. participate in that. So we hope that's a blessing to you guys. Uh, here's my conversation with Kurt. Hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. Today I have Reverend Kurt Cooper with me. Kurt, how's it going? Hey John. Kurt, why don't you tell everybody uh, where you live and which church you're serving at, how long you've been there, family stuff. Uh, Montgomery, Alabama, Trinity Presbyterian Church. I am in my ninth year. It'll be nine years in January. Uh, I have a wife. I have a second grader and a three-year-old, both boys. Campbell is in second grade. Uh, Grayson is three. Grayson is actually, he is running around on the playground right now, um, right beneath my window. Uh, he has a cape on, and he also has <laughs> what looks like a tiny basketball inside his shirt. Um, so that's either his big belly or he thinks he has a baby in his tummy, which is something that he told me this morning. So <laughs> I didn't have time to explain that to him. So I just said, cool and moved on. I was trying I just, to, okay. I imagine you kind of pausing, looking at him a second and then just have a good day. Like walking <laughs> out the door. I was like, I can't, we, we, we do not have time right now for me to <laughs> explain why that's not possible, but you know, he's three. I, I think it's going to be okay. We've got time for him to figure that part out. <laughs> and uh I, I do look i want to go ahead and remind our listeners that this is the local youth worker this is not parenting today that might be throwing some people off r.i.p parenting today it died. <laughs> no no it's it's not dead it's on life support <laughs> it's in a um, corona, corona induced coma Poor. that's exactly right yeah. yeah. So look, we're going to get into just some of the questions we've been asking a lot of youth workers around the, the United States. But uh, first, while, while we're mentioning parenting today, let's let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit. Kurt and I were just talking pre-recording about the, the next season of parenting today. Uh, Kurt, go ahead and tell them what you decided. What I decided? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't do it because there's at Not least... Secret. Well, there's at least a 5% chance that I'm ne the next justice for the Supreme Court. So <laughs> people have said that I, one, look good in a robe, and two, that's a big qualification, too. Although, you know, and in all, in all uh, earnestness, uh, uh, sad to see uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg die. Um, always sad. Uh, we've lost, was it two justices in the last, in a little bit? Anyway, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but... Yeah, but most judgmental in high school, I won that award. So, I mean, I feel like I'm a good candidate for that. And, you know, so things go right. It's either this or, you know, the NBA draft is going to be later this year. So <laughs> maybe, you know, we'll just see. Uh, I mean, you went to call. a s solid high school. So, I mean, we don't need to downplay the significance of most judgmental. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, that was a pretty, pretty solid resume. I, 
obviously that's a bad joke that I made, but we did not do those for our high school. We did not do like most cyclists to succeed or best smile or I don't know, whatever. I've seen crazy things in there. Um, oh, I was, I was most courteous in seventh grade. LOL. So was Marty. <laughs> 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 uh, uh and uh she hates that by the way <laughs> she's like what a lame award <laughs> but we we did not do those and at first i was a little jealous that we didn't do them because anytime i get to fix labels on people you know i get excited <laughs> no, um because um now at first i was i was like oh man I wish we'd have done that. That seems fun. And then I was like, man, I'm so glad we didn't do that because whatever I got would have been not good. So uh, if you would have gotten something. Oh yeah. yeah or not get good. something. I had a big class to this. Probably why I didn't do it. I had like 400 people in my graduating class. So a little big to, you know, a little hard to stand out. Some people don't have 400 people in their, you know, entire high school. Yeah, a little easier to do. When it's a small rub thing. it, rub it in Kurt. Did you go to a small school? I can't remember where you went. I mean, it was R.H. Watkins High School. It's now Laurel High School. Um, probably graduated who, with two two fifty, maybe. Who was R.H. Watkins? Um, I'm gonna have to edit this out because <laughs> probably so. <laughs> I honestly don't know enough. Oh, um, well, which is yeah, typical for me. You're not gonna edit this out. Calm down. <laughs> I'll leave it. Yes. So. There's nothing controversial about going to R.H. Watkins. So back to parenting today. Parenting That's today. where we were going before you derailed us. <laughs> I think you brought up the Supreme Court justice possibility well, for, for your future. Listen, I'm going to need you to refer to me as your honor from now on. Um, so because I need to get used to that just in case I'm tapped to be. Uh, I, f I heard I was on the short list for both Biden and Trump. So either way, I'm good. Whenever we do this thing, I'm, I'm ready to go. But uh, I've got that bipartisan appeal. Anyway, uh, parenting today. Yeah, we're going to sit down. We're going to have a big meeting and try to map out what's going to happen uh, as far as uh, trying to do it once a week, bringing it back. Uh, you know, nature is healing. And uh, as some people say, and maybe it's time for parenting today to come back as we uh, venture for deeper into the fall. I think this is like the first or second day of fall, the day we're recording this. I, yeah, I, never I think you're right. Yeah. 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 No, and in, in all seriousness, I mean, COVID did derail uh, parenting today as it derailed a lot of things. Of, <laughs> you know, everyone becoming a homeschooler all of a sudden uh, took a lot of time and just was too difficult to try to I mean, some of it, honestly, was just our Wi-Fi. I think at our, both of our houses, it was so spotty. Um, it was hard to, to record anything when we were quarantined for a while. Plus, uh, I, was in my, plus I was in my bunker for like my, my doomsday prepper bunker for like, you know, two weeks. Yeah, and there's no way a signal's getting through there. I mean, we all know that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just got to be ready. You never know when the zombie apocalypse will be upon us. So, you know, just got to be i be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. Um, so yeah, we're, we're talking about revamping it, uh, possibly some, some new segments, uh, bringing on um, some other guests that we think would be helpful. Uh, but we've heard from some people and uh, yeah, we, we do want to get that going. But um, There's going to be a lot more talk about hot air balloon rides. I can promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? What does that even mean? I'm out of the loop. Is that 
No, there's nothing. I was like, what is something random I can bring in and say we're going to talk about that's going to throw John off? And that was the first yeah. thing I thought. There you go. It completely threw me off. Uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> we're back. Yeah. We're back, baby. <laughs> so. John's sweating. He doesn't know what to say right now. He looks nervous. It's, it's beautiful, guys. It's awesome. <laughs> when is that any different from John Parrott in normal life? Sweating and looking nervous. That's pretty every day for John Parrott. So, Kurt. The local youth worker. Um, what we've been doing this season, season seven, uh, is entitled COVID Discipleship. We've been talking to youth workers all across the United States. Uh, we've had people from Washington, Wisconsin, Texas, Tennessee, um, Missouri, Virginia. I'm going from memory here. I think that might be it. There might be a few more. I noticed um, that you did not say Alabama. Well, now I'm saying that now. Alabama today. Little disappointed that you didn't come to us first, mainly because we're first. Like anytime you have to choose your state, that's probably one of the biggest advantages of living in Alabama, is that whenever you have to choose your state in a drop down menu, it's always the first one. Ooh, huh, yeah. that's true. It's, it's I'm I'm not kidding. It's a, it's really nice. <laughs> that, that's that's a good point. I have to go searching in the M's. I can't even imagine right. scrolling down for Virginia. It's, good grief. Usually, just, usually I have to take a break. Yeah, when I'm, I'm yeah. trying to get to Mississippi. Yeah. Um, but no, we're just talking about this ministry during this COVID season. Um, we we've heard from from a lot of our our listeners of just how helpful it is for them to hear other conversations from youth workers struggling in the same ways, trying to process this entire season of, of trying to be faithful and to do ministry um, effectively. Um, and also, you know, sharing similar questions that they're wrestling with, answering certain questions that they've um, raised, uh, throwing out ideas of how to be faithful, all that kind of stuff has just been helpful for others to, to hear. And so Kurt, I, I'd love to just start and I have no idea what kind of answers I'm going to start getting from you. <laughs> But I'd love to hear sincerely what the Lord has been teaching you during this COVID season. So let's start mm. there. Well, me personally is, uh, well, when COVID started, uh, well, I wrote down on my desk, you are not an, es an essential employee, really big, so that it would face me. Um, and I, I really did think to myself, you know, I don't know what, uh, what this is going to mean for the church. Uh, and I feel a little bit better about, uh, where we are now, but it, it did, I did think for a minute, um, maybe I didn't dwell on it, but I thought, man, this could really change, have a dramatic change on how we do, how we do church. And, can I do ministry like this, you know, like, or am I going to be forced to do something else? These are like serious questions I pondered. Like, I mean, you know, can, you know, can, can you, if your main job, and I feel like one of my main jobs is gathering people together and, and they're like, and you know, the government or whoever says there'll be no gatherings. Well, man, I mean, and you see this, I mean, no joke. A lot of people are out of work uh, or have lost, you know, economically like their business was something that couldn't survive this and I wondered you know for a while if, if if the church would survive and what that would mean and what I need you know I did think about those things I wasn't like I don't want to make it sound like I was you know crying at my desk you know you know or anything like that you know or just despondent in any way but you know these are the kind of things that you think about when you're uh you know 
when you're faced with, you know, these hard issues and one of the things that it's taught me or it's reminded me, I already knew this to be the case, but it's easy to forget it because we can convince ourselves that we're self-reliant is how much we're in the Lord's hands. I saw a Babylon B uh, post that was said, uh, newest, uh, newest, <laughs> uh, newest test results reveal God's still 100% sovereign over all things or something <laughs> like that. And I laughed at that, but like, yeah, you know, you, and we're, you know, I'm Presbyterian or reformed. So you know, we have the, you know, when we have kids visit our youth group, they always want to make like a predestination joke, um, which I'm for. I like it. Let's, let's, sure. let's, let's do more like denominational sniping. I, I enjoy it. The, uh, <laughs> it's fun. We had a Baptist kid come and play basketball at my house and, I grabbed the ball and I was like, <laughs> I'm about to walk you down an aisle right now, <laughs> but the dunk is not going to be good. Then you're going to get the, um, he thought that was funny. Uh, by the way, I couldn't, I can't dunk, uh, but you know, you can convince yourself that it's all up to you. And what am I going to do? And sometimes I'd say like a, this would be like a side effect, but a, a benefit of this pandemic has been, it's a reminder of how little we are in control of everything in our lives and how, and how powerful God is and how God has, this is not, while this has overwhelmed uh, our country and uh, many different parts of our life, this is not overwhelming for God. And that's something I've tried to remind students all the time that God knew this was going to happen. He's not caught off guard by it. And uh, he sees uh, what it will be like after this is over. Uh, and he knew what it was like beforehand and it's fine. You know, we're, we're going through the Old Testament in, uh, in our Sunday school and I'm, I pre-record my Sunday schools now. And uh, this is not what the Lord has taught me, I guess, but really what the, uh, what I, you know, I've had to learn a lot about video editing and about sound editing and things like that. But uh, we're, we're about to hit, we're in Genesis right now. We've just begun and, and we're about to hit the flood, you know, which was an event that like really changed the world forever. Right. And, you know, to a much, to a much greater degree, really, when we think about it, than than the coronavirus has, but still a reminder that God was in control before that happened. And he's still in control afterwards and he knows and, and in between. So that's one of the things that I've learned. I'm sure that's not the newest thing or a new thing that you've heard, but, um, that's the first thing that comes to mind. No, it, it's definitely, it's not the, a, a new thing that I've heard, but to me, it's, you know, we, we look at the scriptures and you think of how often just God is reminding us of things, <laughs> you know, remember, I mean, just a word repeated over and over again. And he has to remind us continually because we are a people who forget each and every day we wake up who we are, who he is. So that truth of God's sovereignty um, it's something we need to continue to hear. We need to continue to be reminded. We are not in control at all. Uh, this did not catch God off guard. He ordained this. He is over this. Um, but, but it needs to kind of from that, just continue to humble us and to remind us how small we are. Um, so yeah, it might not be something new, but it's definitely something we need to continue to repeat. We need to continue to say, and uh, as I said last week, we need to just, you know, sear this on our, our conscience um, for sure as we, uh, continue to get through this season. Uh, were you about to follow up? Cause I was going to. Yeah. I was going to say one thing that I think uh, I've, I've witnessed other people experience and I've experienced this myself, but I've also gotten to witness other people experience it, which, you know, it teaches you in a different way is 
uh, I've gotten to witness people realize just how much they miss the gathering of together of believers and like the fellowship that comes with when we, that comes along with that. Like when we started, when we started doing limited meetings at first people were scared, I think, uh, or a little, um, hesitant, but then once, uh, people realized when our students realized that we could get together in, in groups and, and following certain guidelines, even in, you know, what I would call a larger group, uh, you know, and it was going to be okay. Uh, our students really like look forward to it more than they've ever looked forward to it. You know, especially the ones who were not, who were not going to school yet. Uh, the, the ones, even now we've got, most of our students are back in school, uh, every day, but in person learning, but, uh, the students who are not, some of them are not, they're about to go back. Uh, they have been some of the most, um, regular and faithful participants in just about everything we do. Cause they're looking for that, uh, personal interaction it's not good for man to be alone again sorry i'm probably going to quote genesis a lot it's been on my mind i've been reading it lately but it's not good for man to be alone right and uh it's been fun to see uh, our students realize just how much they need uh you know the fellowship that comes in the body of christ and so that that's been another fun thing that i've gotten to witness uh and see people like recognize that need and maybe they took it for granted beforehand before this all happened so that's i guess another side benefit yeah, no, that, that's good. Carter, just a minute ago, you mentioned how you've done a lot of video editing research, sound editing research. Um, maybe first tell us a little bit kind of where Alabama is on kind of COVID restrictions, but then also how are you seeking to minister to students during this time? Kind of what are you just able to do right now? Yeah, so we have a mass mandate. Uh, and uh, when you can't socially distance uh, you need to be wearing a mask, which means that everybody around here is wearing masks um, most of the time. Uh, I did have to walk downstairs without one earlier because I, I couldn't find it, but I found it now. Uh, and the, honestly, just for me personally, like the mask is one more thing that I'm going to forget when I leave my office or when I leave my car. I, 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 I already, that list is growing. I have two sets of keys now because I'm in a borrowed car. That's a story for another time. But I have, so I have two sets of keys a wallet, a watch, my phone, my AirPods, first world probs. Okay. And, know, this, and, as, as you're listing two sets of keys, I'm just thinking, yeah, first world problems. Well, the one is the keys to my house. Another one is to the car that I am borrowing right now. And um, I didn't put it on my own key ring. I guess I could have done that, but I felt a little presumptuous. But uh, actually, I couldn't do that because we might just, both just keep going. Anyway, this is, this is awful. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but the way Alabama is, is uh, mask mandate. Uh, we wear masks when we can't socially distance. Uh, in our church service, we're socially distanced by families. Uh, we meet in person and we do a live stream. And we never did pre-recorded worship. We always did live stream, which is a real advantage now. Um, whereas some people were doing pre-recorded worship and then just airing it on Sundays. And then they had to figure out the live stream. One of the benefits is we never even, we skipped that middle step. We just live streamed from the beginning even when we couldn't have people in, but we can have people now and we wear masks during worship, even though technically if we're social distance, we don't have to wear a mask. Um, the, uh, but we do anyway. And I think that's how I read the letter of the law. So uh, we don't singing. 
uh, mass when we sing too. And uh, now we have two people up front, uh, two choir members up front who don't wear a mask and sing. And obviously Claude doesn't wear a mask when he, our senior pastor is named Claude McRoberts, but Claude doesn't wear a mask when he preaches or uh, the assisting minister when he assists. But um, so uh, we don't have in-person Sunday school yet, although we're hoping to bring that back soon. And um, so uh, we can meet in groups of less than, I think our rule is 12 groups of less than 12 at the church. And we socially distance for those. And then uh, we meet, we still meet at my house for fellowship. Uh, This is ninth through 10th graders. And uh, we have, uh, uh, we have, we do not make our students wear masks at fellowship. So, um, so that's, we have an exception from the session for that. So, because no one, no one would want to come really. So we don't, uh, we don't make our students wear masks at, uh, at fellowship, but, uh, and that's new, that's come back, you know, that's, I guess we've been doing that like, I don't know, two months now. And, and that uh, just, just to say fellowship, is that a meal at your house, a Bible study, mm-hmm. prayer? Yeah. Sing- and we have to, we've had to change how we do meals. Yes. It's singing and meals and, um, and we, we have a, you know, we have several protocols that we take. The first one is, is that pretty much everything I do, I remind people, you're welcome to come to fellowship, but if you have symptoms, you're not welcome. Please don't come. Um, and, uh, you know, and we've had some people, uh, we've had a lot of people in our youth group get it, not from fellowship, but we've had different like pockets uh, as, uh, as it's gone around. We've had some, some COVID outbreaks, but uh, the Lord's been gracious to us in that regard where we haven't had to cancel fellowship or anything like that. I don't think I've had it. I've been tested uh, three times now, every time I was negative. And um, my, uh, the uh, Shay who works with me, our girls ministry coordinator, Shay Henry, uh, she had it in uh, earlier in the year. So she's carrying antibodies right now. So we haven't had really any, we've had a couple of times where we've had to, uh, we were thought we were exposed. We've had to quarantine, but for the most part, and this is so boring to talk about this, but yeah. we're, anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Look, yeah. I mean, in pre-recording at the at the time of this recording, this morning you've already had a Bible study with students. What what did that look like? What are you able we, to? We, are, we have restaurants open, so uh, that's one thing that we can do is meet at a restaurant. So we had oh, I can't even I didn't even keep count today, but I want to say we had six or seven guys plus me at a big table at a restaurant here that's open. You have to wear a mask going in and out, but when you're sitting at the table, you don't have to wear them. So, uh, and we met before, uh, before school, we may try me at seven, although some boys don't get there to like seven twenty. <laughs> uh, two of them. One of them is notoriously late and the other one overslept. But, uh, anyway, and we did our Bible study. We ate, uh, and we ate breakfast, and about 7.51, I was like, guys, you got to get out of here. So, And they left and went to school. So for the most part, you're doing a lot of small group uh, kind of yes. discipleship, but except for the, the large group at your, your house. Well, it's, I wouldn't say it's a large group at my house. I mean, I would say the most people that have come have been like 20-something. Okay. Like, I, and that's not official. Maybe it's been higher than that. I'm bad, at, I'm bad at estimating. So. Me too. Yeah. That's just but, senior high. Is that correct? Yeah. That's, that's just senior high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, uh, it's today. What's today? Wednesday? Yes. Yes. So tonight we have a small, uh, uh, a, uh, I have another Bible study with the younger guys. That was my older guys Bible study this morning. I have another Bible study with the younger guys. It's at someone's house. So, um, 
uh, they have like a, a good place, but that's kind of, we've, we've just, uh, what we can't do is like everybody together in a big group. It just, we haven't, we haven't done that in Alabama yet or in at Trinity, I should say. So. Yeah. In most places, I mean, from everyone who's come on this podcast, everyone is doing small groups. I mean, no one can yeah. really do large groups. So it's very rare to have a youth group that's doing a large group. Um, at our church, Pear Orchard, there is a large, a large group meeting. So yeah, but really y'all, I've seen pictures. I've seen how y'all do it. It's, it's, it's a large group, but y'all, y'all have a, y'all have the benefit of a basketball court and, uh, Something I've never served in a church that had a basketball court. I can't imagine how good I'd be at basketball if I if I had. Mm. So I would probably yeah. again, the NBA would have probably already called. But yeah, uh, but so that's a real advantage. I've seen how y'all do it, and you socially distance is smart. We don't have that here, so we have some big spaces, but not um, well, that, not that big. Socially distance. I mean, it's it's so hard to get students to socially distance. It's hard to get students to keep masks on. I know that's been mm-hmm. an issue for sure. Yeah. Um, listen, Kurt, talk to us a little bit about parents. Uh, how are you trying to minister to parents during this time? What have been some of the frustrations, some of the challenges, the encouragements uh, during this, this season as you, and just kind of how it's changed during this season? Well, I mean, I think one frustrating thing that I think a lot of youth ministers would probably uh, and youth directors would uh, kind of relate to is that, you know, you're not in charge of what you can and can't do. And so, you know, I, I can only do what I'm allowed to do, which is good. That's I'm not arguing against Presbyterianism or elders or the session or anything like that. Uh, but parents uh, have might have a different view than the session or than the leadership of the church as to what should be going on. And then another complicating factor is we're not the only game in town, right? There's other churches and some churches have more liberal policies. I don't mean liberal, like on the political spectrum, but more um, liberal policies as far as what they're allowed. So, you know, one of the frustrating things that you run into is, you know, you'll have, you know, a group of parents say to you, well, our kids are really enjoying going to, you know, first Methodist or first Baptist. They, they can meet, you know, a large group and, why, why aren't we doing that? And, you know, you just have to say, well, you know, that's the decision that they've made. Uh, and their youth ministry is following the, their leaders and our leaders have made this decision. And even if you disagree, you know, even if you agree with the decision, it's just tough. You know, you say, well, this is not my decision to make uh, about what we can and can't do. Uh, so that's a frustrating thing. That's been a tough thing, um, you know, because, uh, parents, you know, you know, they, I think rightly they recognize that being involved in a youth group is an important part of being in high school. And so if there's a, there's a place where that's happening and their church is not where it's happening, you know, better, even if you think, well, our youth ministry would be better. Well, right now, uh, you know, something is better than nothing. Right. So I'm not like throwing them under the bus. I just say like, that's been a frustrating thing is who can do what? You know, we didn't have RYM conferences this year, right? That was really frustrating uh, that we couldn't do that. Uh, but other groups did retreats, uh, in Montgomery at least, you know, and I remember thinking, man, I wish we could do a retreat. But, uh, you know, you just have to accept what uh, – that's part of being 
uh, a member of a church, one of the vows that you make is that you're going to pursue the peace of the church, right? And it's not pursuing peace to uh, stir up trouble or, you know, fill the sessions docket with complaints. So it's just one thing that's kind of frustrating or kind of hard uh, when you're dealing with parents. Uh, one good thing, though, is, is that everything that we do, uh, anything that we do, our parents are very appreciative of what we, you know, of our small groups, of our one-on-ones, of, uh, you know, a fellowship, of the things that we, of the parts of our program, if you want to call it that, of the Sunday schools as well. Uh, although I don't know how many people actually listen to the whole Sunday school anyway. That's Do you not look at the analytics on that? The, uh, Instagram analytics are pretty bad, by the way. Um, you have to watch a video for three seconds to account as watched it. And then if you really did dive into the insights, oftentimes they're unavailable. Um, okay. we, we post ours on Instagram live and that's where we get most of our views. But uh, anyway, I, I'm very suspicious as to, I'm starting to put uh, hidden trivia questions inside the, uh, inside the lessons and, um, to see if anyone is, uh, is really paying so see, attention. Look, let's dig into that just a little bit, because to me, it's like, this could be something that could be helpful for other youth workers. So you said you put trivia in these videos. When do you follow up with students to ask them this trivia? No, no, no. This is what I do. So I just started doing this is um, I've gotten pretty good. I, I don't, that sounds like a brag compared to where I was. I've improved dramatically when it comes to iMovie, right? So I've grown in my uh, editing abilities. And so uh, sometimes I can, and if anyone wants to see some of our videos, we're at Hollenfelder Youth. So you can see just how, what the, how low the bar is for me to be considered having grown. But, uh, but uh, so I can flash pictures of different things up while I'm talking. You know, it's just a picture of me talking, but most of the video is, but you, know, you can flash different pictures or the scripture up, you know, or whatever. And so, um, sometimes I will just flat like this last week, I flashed a picture up. I was talking about uh, how Adam and Eve were blame shifting. And I just flashed like a little quick little gif of a celebrity, like, like pointing at someone else, like as if he was blame, blame shifting. And I just put in the, in the description, I said, Hey, uh, uh, I always have like a couple of questions that we're going to answer um, that we're going to ask and answer in Sunday school. And at the end I said, and as a bonus, if you can, who the first student to DM me the name of the celebrity that makes a very brief cameo in this, uh, in this lesson, will get a, uh, will get a prize. So they can just send a direct message on Instagram to our account and that will, uh, and then we'll know if someone, uh, now a couple of things have to happen. One, they have to see that on the, uh, on the description. They have to have read the description to know that that's coming. And then they have to know who the celebrity is and then they have to, or at least figure out who that celebrity is. And then they've got to take the time to DM. So it doesn't mean because someone didn't answer, they didn't watch, but it's just, you know, I'm trying to think about ways to throw. And I waited until the lesson was the one of a long, our longer lesson. So it was almost 30 minutes long and which is way too long, I know, but it was a lot to cover. It's the fall of man, okay? Like, there's a lot of things <laughs> happening, so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty brief, you know, yeah. it's one chapter. Yeah, well, okay. Thank you, John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, in, in a, you know, in my un, uh, unskilled hands, it took longer than, <laughs> than 20 minutes to, to, 
you know, break out the ramifications of sin for the entire world, but <laughs> throughout history, but, uh, you know, uh, it's just something to do. Uh, I stuck it about 17 minutes in, I'm giving it away as if any of my students would ever listen to this podcast, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> avid, avid listeners. No, they're not. No, my but, students but think that, I'm weird for listening to podcasts. Many of them are like, you're obsessed with podcasts. And I was like, I'm obsessed. I like listening to three podcasts and I occasionally make a, you know, a point about them. They're like, yeah, but I guess it seems like that when you don't listen to podcasts at all, if you've listened to zero podcasts, even listening to one seems like an obsession. No, but, but you getting back to your, your trivia, I mean, it has been, you know, encouraging to see just the creativity that's out there because it, it's, it's hard. We, we all know, as this has been said a thousand, you know, times, thank goodness, more than a thousand, but a lot, um, that, you know, people are just fatigued on Zoom, any kind of screen. They're just tired of kind of studies, Bible studies on screens and all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of what you have to do. And so kind of thinking of creative ways to engage them, to make it more interesting, you know, that, that can be helpful. Uh, we know this is, Lord willing, just a, a temporary uh, solution uh, to this current 15, state. 15 days to slow the spread. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So anyway, it's just helpful to hear that, Kurt. Uh, something I did want to ask as far as kind of like planning for the future of the ministry. Are Day you guys- 170. <laughs> 15 <laughs> days to slow the spread. So, so, okay. So are anyway. you guys trying to plan a fall retreat, a winter retreat? What are your thoughts there? It's, man, I don't know if this is for podcasts. It's so frustrating. We- we usually take a retreat in January, Martin Luther King weekend. It's a great time to take a retreat because, because everyone gets Martin Luther King weekend. You can take that extra day. So you can leave on Friday. You don't have to come back till Monday. So it feels like you're getting a little more out of the retreat because you get to spend that extra night, that second night, uh, or wait, Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah. That third night. Sorry. And, uh, and uh, whether we're going to do that, this has been, normally we would have already decided that we're doing it. We'd have a speaker by now in the, excuse me, in the year, we'd have a speaker lined up, transportation. We'd know generally who was coming, you know, those, that, that, that thing. And we know none of those things right now, whether we're having it, we don't have a speaker, all that, all of it is up in the air. Uh, and I guess uh, we've got to make that decision in the coming weeks uh, before I think October 15th or so, we've got to decide whether we're going to go forward with this in January or not. It's uh, you want to go ahead and make plans, but so difficult to make plans that far out, given just the uncertainty of this, uh, you know, again, and it's one of these things where it's not up. Um, it's not really up to me in some ways and in other ways it is, you know, uh, so anyway, a lot of people have influence in those decisions and it, we'll see, I guess is the, what I'm telling my students right now. Cause they're asking, are we going to do our winter retreat? Are we going to do winter retreat? And I say, we'll see, we'll see. I'll let you know soon. So it's frustrating. Well, Kurt, tell me, yeah, absolutely frustrating. I mean, just trying to plan anything in the future with all this, this uncertainty, 
Um, maybe a little bit more of a vulnerable question for you. You, you. People have voiced just being very restless during this, this time. I mean, I have been restless. I've had sleepless nights and, um, have struggled through so many aspects of this. How are you doing with that? I mean, how are you uh, like even talking about this, this retreat? Um, you know, there's a sense in which we could say, and it has been said, like maybe the Lord's giving us a little bit of a break and kind of forcing us to just slow down and not do as much, but you know, you're trying to plan activities and things like that. How are you you dealing with just the the whole thought of trying to slow down, trying to have embrace some inactivity, um, resting, all of that? Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, when you enter a crisis like this, it can be a good thing in which like some of the dross gets burned away and what's left is the refined gold. Right. So, uh, but the, the hard part about that is, is what if, what if that's great for the gold? It's not so awesome if you're the dross, you know, um, it doesn't sound like such an awesome, uh, what if you named your child dross, like dross parent? What, what, what a curse anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I guess my, my frustration or my, I don't want to say my worry, but I, I do look around and ask myself, has COVID revealed that youth or it really in a broader sense, the church is not nearly as important as we thought it was, uh, are we going to, when we can come back all the way, you know, if tomorrow they said, you know what, COVID's over. Uh, I wouldn't put that past anything, by the way, but um, I'm not saying that can't happen. But tomorrow, if they say, you know what, COVID is over, right? We have a, you know, even if you can contract it, we have a pill we give and it's gone immediately. And your only side effect is, you know, you don't taste chocolate for a week or I don't know, whatever it is. So, like if they said COVID was over and we just started, we ramped right back up to what we were doing. What percentage of the church body that's Trinity Pres in Montgomery or Pear Orchard in Jackson or, you know, independent in Memphis or wherever church you want to name, um, Lawndale and Tupelo, what percentage of those, of that body it will, would be back? And what percentage of that body, you know, is dross? that you know that said you know what we didn't really miss it and maybe we were just doing it to do it and not because we were really into it and that is can be kind of like a sobering thought right Mm -hmm. is especially if you're a glass half empty kind of person well Um, but but let, let me just jump in and say i mean there's an increased you know secularization that's occurring and to me this entire season might have put that into fast forward. I mean, for places like the Bible Belt, where we're, we're, we're kind of talking about, maybe it's it's going to fast forward to that to where we just kind of see the secularization uh, that's taking place where people aren't going to come back to church. Because, you know, I'm thinking of my friend Scott Heron, who's out in Montana. I mean, he says, you know, it's not just culturally expected to just show up to church on Sundays. So if he sees someone come to church on Sundays, he assumes they're a believer because they had to take an effort, you know, here in Mississippi, Alabama, that's just not the case. And obviously Mm -hmm. other parts of the United States. So I wonder if this entire COVID thing has done exactly what you've talked about, just kind of refined the church and the dross is going to fall away. And here we have, you know, the gold that's left over, so to speak. Yeah. The only sad part is about that is 
that I, mean, I know you know this, but I love the dross, right? Like they're, you know, um, people think one thing that students I think can get in their mind is that uh, if they don't come to youth for a while, like say they miss fellowship for a while, they can just think, well, I better not come because Kurt's mad at me or Shay's mad at me or like the church, Mr. Mac, you know, is mad at me because I haven't been in church. But nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, I do not take attendance at our at our. Now I'm supposed to at Sunday school. I get in trouble for that a lot. <laughs> I'm so, where they like to know who comes, but but I'm not really. Uh, I mean, I notice when people are not there. Obviously, I'm not like dumb. You know, it's not like I'm like, oh wait. Um, but but I, you know, I'm always excited to see uh, to see people and to have people there and. I never assume that your level of involvement in the youth ministry is, you know, directly proportional to your spiritual maturity. Uh, you know, uh, most of the time I'm sad when people don't come to youth group, not because I need them to come, but because I think the group is better when they're there. Uh, and uh, I feel like we all miss out. Uh, and mm -hmm. so uh, that like pruning idea that we've been talking about, uh, you know, and I, I, this might be sinful to think, but it makes me a little sad because I just don't want anyone to be pruned. You know, I'm, we're trying to grow this tree, right? Like I'd like mm -hmm. some, see some new leaves and we have seen that. That's another pretty cool thing that's happened in our ministry is that we've seen, uh, some people, uh, we've seen some people, we've started to see some people that we haven't seen in a long time or we'd never seen before who have become, uh, very faithful to attend different things and to be involved and to be studying God's word. So uh, again, not making assumptions, they weren't doing that beforehand, but it's been encouraging to see that. Yeah. Well, Kurt, we're needing to, to wrap this up. Um, what about other thoughts that you have questions you're wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> I was going <laughs> to, <laughs> you do not want me to give my other thoughts. Don't, don't, <laughs> That's don't just ask a wide open door. Don't ask questions you don't want answers to. That's oh, an important I, Corona lesson. <laughs> I would not be asking the question if I did not want an answer, especially from Kurt. Come on. Yeah. Um, th questions you're wrestling with, thoughts that you have. Um, I mean, just this whole, you know, refining the, the gold. And I mean, this entire discussion we're having, I mean, more thoughts like that, but questions you're, you're struggling with. I mean, trying to plan for the future, all those kinds of things. Um, it's helpful to, just to hear what you're, wrestling with what you're thinking uh just kind of as we're, we're closing this out uh man i just uh, this is going to sound so worldly uh, maybe it is worldly i don't know but i just feel like only so many of your of the areas of your life can be going good or bad at the same time right like uh <laughs> uh we have a minister on staff who will always say like when he delivers bad news to be like well it's even worse than you think um, just remember it's always worse than you think uh, but you know I just have you know like you've got your home life your children your spouse you know your job your friends your you know recreation your you know whatever it is right like only so many of those things can go bad at once right like uh, you know or be doing great at once like there's always going to be a little bit of this side of heaven there's always going to be a little bit of both so I guess Corona, one thing that I, I try to see is like, 
that I've, that I've seen is like just being really appreciative for the things that are going well, right? Because a couple of things have not been going well, you know, at any given moment. But so when it makes you appreciate the things when, you know, the areas of your life that are doing well, right? So if you're, uh, you know, if this, I'm just speaking in generally now to everybody, but like if Corona has been tough on, you know, your relationship with your children because you've had to school them, right? And you're not used to that or you'll feel ill-equipped for that, right? That's been going tough. Or maybe Corona has been tough on your marriage. I, I have a, you know, this is not a, this is an easy theory to, to, a spouse, but I think there's going to be, you know, a baby boom and a divorce boom on the, on the uh, end of this. And, you know, uh, you know, if, or if Corona has been very difficult on your work or whatever, it, it could, all those things can be true, but that, you know, the Lord is also going to give you, uh, he doesn't just give you, he doesn't uh, crush a bruised reed and he doesn't snuff out a, a smoldering wick. And so uh, to, I think one of the things that I've learned is that to really celebrate the victories that you get. Uh, and sometimes when you are, you know, as a Mississippi State fans, you know, when you're really accustomed to losing, it makes you really appreciate wins. And so that's one, like, good part about being uh, – about this is that I, I've seen, like, when things are going really well, you really – I've appreciated a little bit more than I would have if, uh, if everything was quote unquote normal. So. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's, that's great perspective. I mean, finding a silver lining for sure. I mean, we, we, so we look at the scriptures, we see lament throughout. We see, I mean, Jesus saying, blessed are those who mourn, a blessed are the poor in spirit. I mean, it is okay to be down to acknowledge masks. We were not created to just walk around in masks to be socially distanced, but at the same time to see how it can even help us appreciate what we once had. And then even, you know, speaking to, to the fellowship that we get to have during this time, um, how much sweeter that is because of what it is we're going through. So I think that's some good perspective. Um, Kurt, look, I meant to thank you and say this at the the beginning of this recording, but uh, we actually had to shuffle around some of the schedule for the podcast. And uh, somebody I know that I'm your backup. I got it. <laughs> I'm well aware that I'm but, on the B team, C team, uh, no, B team. Even. On, it's not B team. Come on. No, but to tell our <laughs> listeners that Kurt very last minute jumped in uh, to get you guys an episode this week. So if it wasn't for Kurt stepping up, there would have been nothing. So thanks Mm. for doing that, Kurt. Really appreciate it. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. And remember to vote for me for Supreme Court Justice. (laughs) Uh, Do we run for that? Or I don't, anyway. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And stay tuned for Parenting Today as it will be coming back before too long. Uh, Stay posted. We'll we'll stay tuned. We'll keep you posted. That's what I was trying to say. So look. uh, hold on. I was just going to say that I've heard that if you're a Supreme Court justice, you have that job for life. And that's re- I don't know a lot about the law or what you'd have to do, but I am interested in that kind of like job security. I feel like that is that's very attractive to me. So um, if that, anyway, just throwing that out there. I'm, so I'm available. As so anyone with any connections, y'all help Kurt out. But look, <laughs> Kurt, thanks again. Have a good day. Uh, bye, John. Yeah.